Welcome to Hair Uncut. I'm your host, Kelly Gorsuch. This is a podcast dedicated to looking at the hair trade from a top flight perspective. Follow along while we explore it through open and honest discussion. What's up, gang? Last week I was on vacation. I had this an all week, all week I was thinking about this one topic and it's just, what does it all mean? It's that simple. I, I, I vacation very differently than most people. I dislike it immensely, immensely. The whole time I'm on vacation, all I want to do is get back and work. Y'all make it look so fun. Y'all do. You make it look so fun. You go to Bali, you go to like Mexico, you go to like the Riviera, like you go to cons, like all these Instagram pictures. Y'all are so beautiful on them. Everybody looks so good. And it looks dope. I mean, it looks dope. But every time I go on vacation, it doesn't matter. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out that I'm not creating. I'm freaking out that I'm not with my gang in the trenches. Um, It's just... God, it's so difficult for me to relax. And that's always tough because I have found I have found relaxation throughout the work week my whole career. But you know, every time I'm I'm on one of these things, I'm in this giant pickle, right? It's like I want to be back, I want to be like getting after it, and I do want to spend some time with my family, and that's always fun. That's a ball. I mean, that's a ball every day, you know, and then I want to get back to the salon. I want to get back to that atmosphere. That's so fun. And it just got me to thinking, it's like, what's missing? You know, well, it's, I guess it's more of a philosophical thing, right? It's just something to expand on. And really, it's just like a deeper question that I'm asking myself more and more here after I've been in it for so long now. And it's just, I've always had this thing that's bigger than me. You know, I'm not a deeply religious person by any measure, and I guess I don't really have this one thing in life that I care more, like I don't care about my personal time so much as I care about what I'm creating, what I'm doing, what what I'm achieving, like that kind of thing seems to have a little more weight to me in my life. You know, and I don't expect everybody to be like that. I'm not asking anyone to be like that. But what, what I'm sitting here wondering over the years is, when I got into this industry, like people were all black, you know, the salons were team environments and, um, you know, they weren't like perfect, uh, but the, the atmosphere was different. It was fun. I, I'm just, it's got me contemplating this whole thing. Like maybe we're not living, like we're too individualistic, you know, is, is this the problem or is this, you know, just a natural things, natural swings. The whole world works in like a pendulum. It's just like natural swings back and forth from, you know, from one side of, um, I don't know, one side to the next. It's just like a nice soft swing back and forth. It's basically like a, a dial. You know, the world seems to dial too fast back and forth now. <laughs> That's what I'll say from someone who was around pre-internet. You used to not have to like change everything in five seconds, right? It it could be these slow measured responses back and forth. And I think that maybe that was correct, right? And the, and the same thing for our industry, maybe that was correct. But I think the greatest question that I, and I've been on it all week, I've been on it all week, like, 
are we not living for something bigger than ourselves? And then I start to look back because people used to ask me this question all the time. They used to be like, you know, um, isn't it amazing that you found something you loved? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I always say, yeah, that's amazing, right? But deep down, like I always knew that I never even questioned whether or not I loved this industry. I never even looked up to figure that out, right? <clears throat> it just didn't matter to me whether or not I loved my job. You know, over the years, I've, I've grown to like really like the industry, like I, I like the process, but what I love about it is taking care of the people and taking care of the community, right? That piece. And then I really, really, I mean, if any, if you've heard me talk more than twice, and if you ever talk to me in person, you know that like I believe in the blue collar trades like no other, right? And that to me is the higher purpose that I've lived for my whole life, right? It's taking care of others, passing on information to the next generation. I mean, I've had an apprentice behind me since I was a teenager. I, I, I've done it the whole way, right? Like I care deeply about that, right? A little bit of that is probably some ego, like having somebody feeling good about like teaching somebody else. But I, I'm telling you, like I've really grown into this role of, I love it. I love passing it down. I love what the blue collar trades are and what they represent. I love everything about it. I think there's nothing more honorable than a than a a trade where someone needs it, right? And then it's very fair. There's no like screwing anyone where you're just taking care of people. And a lot of times like it gives you the opportunity through the years like um, you know, I've I've given a lot of haircuts for free when people were down on their luck with their jobs or with cancer or birthdays or friends or, you know, I've given away a lot of my services. Like, uh, you know, we've done pop-up barbershops in low-income neighborhoods, right? Like, I've I've tried to like do a foster care thing through the years where we like set up shop and we're training foster care kids did that, you know, went for a minute, but didn't like necessarily work out because of the laws that they had surrounding it. Um, so it got like really complicated, but like all things, you know, it's, you're trying to give back to the, to your immediate community. That's the most important part. You're not solving anything for the world. You're just not doing it right? So if you start in your small community first, right, there's nothing more noble to me, like taking care of those people. When you start to like, try to try to like do too much, nothing happens, right? It's just simple as that. Nothing's going to happen. It, it's all happening anyway. If you small start on a small local basis and, and then work out, it, it all happens. It all because your network becomes a larger network because the people that you're taking care of will then take care of a network that's outside of your bubble, right? It just like slowly spreads. So if you were all taking care of your community, now I'm not religious. I'm not religious at all. Um, but like I love the church, right? Because this is what the churches did for the community. You know, it was it, they took care of each other. Someone's house burned down. Like I went to church when I was a little kid before I I made my own choices, but like someone's house burned down that I went to school with and the church rebuilt it, you know, and, and like that piece of the community is gone. And well, maybe it's not gone. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not involved. Maybe they're still taking care of each other like that, but there's left, there's less emphasis on that. And I, what I like is that our industry does take care of one another and, 
you know, like when someone's in trouble, the industry steps in to help out. And I love that. And, and more than anything, I really want us to have a purpose. Like what is our purpose? Because right now it seems like this whole game has become about everyone being a boss and everyone making as much money as possible and then complaining about it all. Right. (laughs) And like, I don't understand. Like, I I paved driveways until I was about 15. Like, my stepfather owned a construction company that did mostly paving. And so, during the summers and the warmer months when you could, when you could pave uh, roads and driveways and stuff, I was out there paving roads and driveways. Now, if you know me, you know I'm a ginger. I burn very, very easily. So, being hot, being in the direct sunlight, not my favorite thing, but I did this for years. For years. And like when I'm telling you, I left school to go pave driveways every day, right? Like I would go, I would go to school if I didn't have uh, some sort of sports practice, which is why I played every sport known to man. If I didn't have a sport practice, I had to like, I had a cell phone at the age of 12 and I had to like make sure I had to figure out where they were that day and I go there, right? And that was like something that I just was like, yeah, I don't, this isn't for me. <laughs> Like, I'm cool with the sunburn. Thanks. Um, So when I got into this industry, I was like, uh, yeah, what's there to complain about? I'm not I'm not lifting heavy shovelfuls of asphalt. I'm not throwing it 15 feet. Um, I'm I'm not getting sunburned every day. I'm not. The asphalt is like 300 plus degrees. And and like the sun is like 100 and (laughs) whatever. I mean, I I don't know how much the sun is, but like what? whatever the the like heat temperature is is like 110 or 105 that day i'm getting sunburned in like 15 minutes like you just can't even imagine how miserable <laughs> that was for me so when i came into this industry i was like yo this is dope <laughs> like i get to like i mean the worst of it is the blow drying for me like that's the worst i stand there and i do this like mindless blow dry thing <clears throat> which i've never really gotten so into like so many people I always like really concentrated on the cut, like really learning how the techniques of the cut. And I, I always found that people who like spent a lot of time learning to blow dry, uh, were usually trying to hide their cutting skill. Cause I was trying to make the hair dance on its own using its own texture and that sort of thing. Now, the times have changed. People are all pretty good at styling hair now, which is pretty cool. Um, and even me, I, it's forced me to get a little better at styling and I don't lean so much. I mean, I still lean a lot on my cutting, which makes the styling difficult because I do a lot of dry cutting. So putting a lot of curl and bend into it really doesn't help my dry cutting. Um, so I'm not given quite the haircuts I used to, in my opinion, um, just being honest about that. Right. But like at the same time, uh, you know, the hair looks a little better when they leave the salon than it used to, you know? So there is that, right? And people, I've always been a guy, I love volume. I'm not scared of volume. I, it's just that when you start like really twisting and curling the ends, it makes it impossible to dry cut um, or like really difficult to dry cut and near impossible to do it right. So <clears throat> especially the the more curl you put into it. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. What What I'm on now is are we living for something bigger than ourselves or are we just individualistic and just caring about us and our money and is our technique is our money is our life is it all suffering because we're not living for something bigger than ourselves throughout history if you don't have something to live for then it's just chaos it's just flat out chaos right 
I'm just on this. And the one thing that you should, you should look, there's seven days in the week and people treat like the last two days is like they're sacred, right? The two days you have off. And I've never really understood that. Like I go to work and I laugh and I joke. I have just as much fun here as I have at home, right? Am I sitting on the couch watching TV uh, at work? No, I'm not. Like it's not like the most relaxing thing in the world, but it's a lot of fun. Like I have a lot of fun. We're always laughing. We're always joking. Hairdressing is pretty simple. Um, at the end of the day and like just taking care of people is so fun. Like I love visiting people when I retired for four years or five years. I can't remember what it was now, but I kind of didn't cut hair for about four year period ish. And, uh, and I just missed the people. I missed it. I missed being a part of that community. I missed it. I, you know, I, I, I've always, I've come to the conclusion that my life is better lived serving the hairdressers in my shops and uh, better served teaching the apprentices because I'm passing on something that I love to pass on and that they get to go and they get to help more people. Like I'm helping more people by training a bunch of people, right? So I'm getting my skills, my techniques out there. Now, no one's going to cut just like me. I don't expect people to cut just like me. I train them what I can and then they develop their own personalities with hairdressing and that's the way it should be, right? Hairdressing flat out should not be cooker, cookie cutter. You should not be able to just go, I want this and point at it and get it. (laughs) Like you just shouldn't be able to do that. There should be more personality. The reason why everyone hates it is because we've turned it into that, right? It shouldn't be that. It should be challenging. It should be fun. You should be enjoying people. You should lock in when you, when you come, when a guest comes into you and starts to tell you what you want, you shouldn't lock into a picture of of something in a book that you're going to recreate. You should lock into them and what they want and their hair texture and the way that they're going to style their hair and their lifestyle, right? You should lock into that. And the same thing with this industry, man, I'm just on this piece and I I can't get off of it, right? You got to live for something bigger than you. That's what it's all about. That's what I, that's why I get up in the morning. Why do you get up in the morning? right? Why do you get up in the morning? I'm sure it's not to go to work and pretend like you're the only one that can do this (laughs) because we know that's We just flat out know that's not true. Why don't we just take a bigger step back and go, hey, let's live for the community. Let's live for the people. Let's live for for each other, for all the hairdressers, for the stylists, for, I don't know, that it just makes the work a lot more fun. You know, like I I was doing something once and this guy was like, I can't remember where I was like at a bachelor party with this kid I didn't know from Australia or New Zealand or something. And this kid would go in and I mean, you talk about we were in the backwoods in Pennsylvania running four wheelers and this guy would get along with anyone. Didn't matter if they had teeth, (laughs) didn't have teeth, like it didn't matter. He got along with them and I, and he was such a city slicker too. So, you know, he was from New York city um, you know, they were living in New York City He's from Australia, I think. And uh and he just like I mean, went in and he was like chatting and laughing with everyone and I was like just having the time of my life with this guy. And I was like, Bro, like, how do you do that? How do you just go up to like all these random people that you have nothing in common with and and just like start laughing and having having a ball? And he was just like, Well, you know, just being nice to people makes life a lot more fun. <laughs> It was so simple. And I was just like, oh, it does. (laughs) Right. And then I started to bring that back to the salon and just like, yeah, 
I want to live my life like this. I want to be nice to those people around me. Now, don't don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not some softy. Like I'm extremely competitive. Like to to the, to the gills. I'm extremely competitive. I want to be the best. I want my salons to be the best. I want my barbershops to be the best. I want it. I want to leave zero doubt on this matter. That is something that's been ingrained in me from the beginning is like, I can't be second place. Now, that doesn't mean I don't want the whole team to win because I do, right? But I do have this competitive nature and I don't think you get here if you don't, if you're not like somewhat competitive. And I think there's nothing wrong with it, right? Like growing up, this is the one thing I will say that athletes have over everyone else, right? It's like, I go out there and it's war, like literal war for 48 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever game you're playing, 90 minutes soccer, whatever. It is war. I'm not joking. I'm not laughing. I'm trying to crush the competition, right? And I learned this at a very early age. But the second the game is over, I smile. I'm laughing. I'm shaking the other team's hand. I'm congratulating them. Like I remember uh, this one, I played against this one kid and I, it seemed to be like I was the only kid that could tackle this kid. I was the only person that could catch him this whole game. So after the game, like, I mean, it was just a war. Like, he's talking trash to me. I'm talking trash to him the whole game. And then after the game, we just literally came to each other and it was like brothers. Like, I walked over and I was like, dude, you're so fast. You know, and it was just funny to me. And and I like, I want, I was like, you know, I th- I think that I'll see you in college. I think I'll see you playing in college one day, right? And and I was just like, yo, like, congrats, like, good game. Like, you know, patted him, hugged. I think I hugged the kid. Like, and we were just like, yo, good game. Like, that was awesome. And it was a lot of fun. And then you move on, right? And now I'm rooting for that kid for the rest of my life. I don't even know his name, but, like, everybody I've ever played with that hard, I root for him forever. Like, oh, yeah, I hope that kid makes the pros. Whatever. I'm the same way in the salon business. I want to crush everybody at the same time though. I want everybody to do well and succeed. Right. And I really want us to all start to take a bigger picture, look at it and, and really start to go, what is this all for? It's not to be the best, which is a big reason why I don't like to do competitions. I don't want to compete against the people in my own trade it. I'll compete against you on like a bigger scale, right? My salon does really well and I do something nice, then you can borrow it. Or your salon does something really well and really nice for people, then I can borrow it. And it's super competitive back and forth and we're pushing each other to get better. But the community itself is winning. And like individualistically speaking, when you're talking about like, let's say Nahas and stuff, like I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong. I, I think there's a lot of people out there that need it. Um, but like, I don't want to compete in it because like, what do I get? What is the community gain from me winning a competition? It gains almost nothing. It's, it's not someplace. I'm a big fan of like really taking out and parsing out where your energy goes. And for me, that's not something that's important to me. I don't have a need to make people think I'm great. Right. Like I'm actually, I was totally happy stepping away from the career in my prime, you know, like I, I was widely considered a really good hairdresser and I just walked away. I walked away because it wasn't about that for me. It was really about like putting a lot of quality 
haircuts out there for the community. So they're not walking around with dumbass haircuts. <laughs> Sorry. So they're not walking around with dumb haircuts and and bad haircuts that make them not feel so great, right? The confidence that we get when we look good is insane. So if you can make your community feel more confident, just think about the impact you can have on that, right? And like you're taking care of them. They don't have to worry about it. They know what they're paying you for. You're giving them everything you can for that payment, right? It, it just feel the whole interaction feels good, right? And I think that's what it's all about. I think that's what we should be in it for. We should be in it for that global perspective and then the domino effect that that creates, right? I want to live for it like it's a religion. I want to care about the industry like it's a religion. I know the rest of you guys are with me. It's just, it, we really just haven't pinpointed it. When no one says it out loud, everyone's just into this like Instagram individualistic me, me, me thing. And we almost, we're almost believing that it's true, even though I know deep down, none of us believes it at heart. So I guess the question is, what do we do about it? So we, do we make, we got to figure out a way as an industry to make this thing a religion, you know, make it something that like we believe in and it's bigger than us. I'm not saying you have to have a deity, right? Like we don't need a deity. We don't need like someone in the front. Like we don't need that. What you need is a, a belief system, a belief that we're in this together, that we're all doing right by each other. It's okay. Some people are going to stand out bigger than others. That's fine. Right. But that's not what it's about. We have to stop holding this industry in this weird way that it's like individual. It's not. Let's start to um, maybe like really care about the salons again instead of the people. Right. Like a big reason why my name's not on the building is because I don't believe in that. Right. Like I, if you make even if you open a salon and you make it all about you, you're, you're taking away from this religious piece, this this piece that we're all in it together. You're, every time you do that, you're basically segregating us out. Right. And and I don't want to do that. I want to like I want to build this industry. How do we do that? How do we make this a religion? Man, I am on this. I am on this. I'm sorry. I'm I almost feel like I'm ranting. I'm not ranting. I'm really working through something in my head right now. And I want I mean, let's look at how how do we do this? How do we look back on other things like places and people that like devote themselves to things that are bigger than themselves like Buddhism, for example, right? You Devote yourself to an idea that's bigger than you. Devote yourself to a craft or a trade that's bigger than you. How do we do that and then make it spectacular? And can a small group in our industry do that and start to build on it? I think that's the the bigger question here. You know, is there some way to make it more honorable than it is right now and less individualistic? And would that even work in today's society? These are all deep philosophical questions that... Um, I, for one, would love I, w- I would love to get somewhere on that, progress somewhere. You know, maybe it's time to stop talking about it and start to just try to figure this out, right? Like, maybe we start to, to create something. The problem is, though, like, I, I'm sitting here, like, going, oh, I could maybe put something together I, and then, like, put some some philosophies to it, right? And, like, build it almost like a religion. But the problem is, like, what happens if you, I mean, I mean, lots of people did, like, you know, Siddhartha or uh, the Buddha, you know, nothing was written down in his lifetime. You know, that's pretty, that's a pretty interesting thought, right? None of, none of that stuff was written down in his lifetime. It was all written down afterwards. People started to like 
understand him more after he was gone. You know, maybe maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe um maybe that's already happening. Who you know, I don't know. But maybe there's uh maybe there's something else. Maybe there's a better direction out there for us all. I for one would love to find it. And I'd love to hear your ideas on it, right? I'd love to if you, maybe I'll po- I'll post something up um after this uh airs and and see what people's thoughts on this are and like where you guys stand because if the community is not ready for it i i tend to feel like i'm always in front of the wave right and it's not because i'm like cool or something i'm not it's just that i kind of like see what we're working with and then i try to work towards the next step i've done that my whole life like i'm not one of these people who just believes that whatever's happening right now will always happen i'm not i'm not that person like i'm the type of person that realizes every step of history has shifted to the next thing right and it like i said earlier in this program everything's a pendulum so working off of that i'm always trying to look one step ahead maybe you guys are further than me maybe we should uh start to discuss this i'm having this owner's retreat here coming up in a few months if y'all are interested hit me up um maybe we this is something we can suss out at this uh this owner's meeting just like kind of you know, throw it out there and, and see where everyone else is. And, and, you know, I, I love getting together with some like, like-minded folk and then being able to kind of parse through what is important to us at this moment and what we're all trying to strive for in the future. And then I'm really excited because I just hired somebody for the first time from an independent and I'm super stoked of the since it's really gone independent. I've hired people in the past. This is the first time I've hired somebody that was like went off to be their own boss and then realized it didn't work. And I'm hoping in the next couple of months, like it, it's a little, it's a little, um, it's a little fiery right now. We'll just put it that way. Like it's never easy to talk about this right away when you make a move. So I think we'll let, um, we'll let her settle in and then I'd love to pick her brain in it and, and not in a way that we're going to like dog anybody or dog the process or when it, or whatever, but just kind of piecemeal. Like, you know, this is something from an owner's perspective that I really want to know is if I can piecemeal through what, what excited you about moving, then what it was like when you were doing this on your own, and then the reasons for coming back, and then maybe even a follow-up of what it's like after a few months, what you thought was going to happen, and then what actually happened in a few months working with me, right? I And you know, sitting here, I love this idea. I'm definitely putting this together um, if she'll have me, <laughs> if she'll let me talk about it. But hopefully you guys are interested in that sort of thing. And um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it all. This is, uh, this is going to be just an incredible six months of creativity for me. Um, I'm, I'm just so excited to be able to share that with anyone and everyone. And I, I hope that like a bunch of y'all come to the owners meeting. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. We'll let it be as small or as big as it wants to get. I know it's not easy. It's not an easy time to travel. It's not an easy time to hang out, but um, anybody that wants to come, man, I, I'll, I'll like cater the thing on my own dime. Like I'm just, let's have some fun, right? Like let's have some fun and let's get together and, and just have a little bit of a ball here and just kind of shoot the, shoot the stuff, you know, shoot the stuff. It's been a little time, like working through some of this stuff with each other. That's what I'm about. So if anybody wants to do that, hit me up. I'm with it. Let's go. Guys, thanks for listening in. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for taking the time to care about the industry. It, it matters more now than it ever has before. 
please review this podcast if you're so inclined. And if you like the content and the information that we shared today, please take it, make it your own, distill it, skill up, and whatever you do, please take the time to pass it on to the next generation. Oh, <gasps>